invite you to join us for a half hour of inspiration, sharing, and teaching in a new program of Orthodox Christian Renewal. This comes as an outreach of the Logos Ministry for Orthodox Renewal, headquartered in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The founder of this ministry of faith is Father Eusebius Stefanu, Greek Orthodox priest, author, and evangelist, who's been called by God out of pastoral and professorial posts to proclaim the end-time message of salvation, healing, and deliverance in Jesus Christ. Father Stefanu comes to share a message of love and hope with both those who've never known Christ and those who are already members of the church but have never experienced the fullness of God's redeeming grace and healing power. At the close of the program, we will give you the address where you can write our evangelist. And now, our speaker and host, Father Eusebius Stefanu. Welcome to the Hour of Orthodox Christian Renewal. It's time for fellowship again, time to come into the presence of God and to seek the Lord. I thank God for this opportunity to come into your home and to share God's word with you and to talk about the things of God. Now, you might have some friends and relatives who don't know about this program. Why don't you take a minute now and just go to your phone and call them, tell them about it, and share this program with them. And in fact, I would certainly appreciate it if you would just get the word around to all the Orthodox in, the greater, in this greater area, greater city area. Now, I know there's a growing awareness of the need for our Orthodox faith to come alive. And uh, this is the burden that God has given me uh, to bring our lives more in line with the will of Christ and to bring the corporate life of the church in line with the standard of the gospel. Now, God has uh, opened doors to me uh, recently in the greater Chicago area where I have been able to hold rallies for Christ, and they have been really blessed by the Lord. In fact, uh, I'd like to show you a few uh, still shots from uh, the recent rally. Here you see uh, I'm praying and ministering to uh, a young man in the background is the local pastor of the church uh, which uh, opened its doors to me for this ministry. And uh, here you see uh, some of the people in attendance. We had quite a few young people. Young people today are hungry for the things of God and they're uh, looking on uh, very attentively and reverently to how God is ministering to this one woman. And here uh, you see a young lady who's being ministered to uh, for healing, and you see the joy on her face. Uh, God really touched her. Well, this is just uh, a sample of uh, a little sampling uh, from our uh, recent rally. All I could say is that God is at work, uh, my friends, and renewal power is really coming down from heaven. When we talk about renewal, we have to remember that it's God that does the renewing. And God is changing the lives of men and women in our Orthodox churches. It's tremendous. It's really exciting. And people in the church today are interested in the, in the deeper things of God. In other words, they want to know Jesus Christ in a more intimate way. You cannot get into heaven on the confession of your Godfather. It's possible only if you happen to die as an infant. It is useful only while you are a little child. That's why the Godfather was there at your infant baptism. 
he confessed the faith in your behalf. But when you mature and you grow up, God holds you responsible for making your own decision for Christ. Listen to me. The Godfather confessed faith in Christ in your behalf, dear friend, since baptism is accepted in the Orthodox Church as regenerative and as a condition to be met for salvation. Your Godfather said way back then, when you were a baby, I believe in Christ as my King and as my God. I align myself with Christ and I renounce Satan and all his angels and all adoration of him and all his pomp. Now he made that confession solemnly and publicly in front of all those who were present at your baptism. And he also said it aloud, in other words, with his mouth. Thereby he met the condition that the word of God sets down. We read in the epistle to the Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, and I'd like to turn to that right now to illustrate exactly how God's word reveals this fact to us. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth, notice that, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So that's why your godfather way back then confessed with his mouth and he believed in his heart in your behalf when you were a baby. What did he believe in his heart? That God had raised Jesus from the dead. And what did he confess? That Jesus is the Lord. That is, that Jesus is the Lord of his life. I want to believe that your Godfather really believed in that confession, that truly that he was the Lord of his, of his life. But now that you are of age, you must confess solemnly and publicly that Jesus is the Lord of your life. And God wants you to believe, like it says in the Bible, in your heart. It says, endicardia, cardia that God has raised him from the dead. Now, did you hear that? It says, believe in your heart. The Greek says, kardia pistevete. In your heart, not in your mind. So many people believe in God only with their mind intellectually. But in order for us to be related in a, in a love relationship with God, we need to believe with our heart. And... What has happened in reality is that we have accepted the current practice in the church as normal and quite standard. In other words, you are born a Christian. You are born into Christianity. Since your father and your mother are Christian, then you automatically are a Christian and a child of God. Now that's the prevalent mentality. To be born of Christian parents can certainly help a child to make a positive decision for Jesus Christ. But each person ultimately must face God again. Each one of us who have been baptized as infants. 
You have to stand at the cross alone and accept or reject what Jesus did on that cross. So, salvation, going to heaven, is not a birthright, but it's something you have to seek to acquire. That's why it says there in uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power, that is to say authority, to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You might say, well, Father Stefano, I have confessed Jesus Christ in my private prayers or alone in my bedroom. No, friend, it's not a private matter. It's no more private than what your baptism was and the confession your Godfather made for you the day you were baptized and placed into his arms. If you have the boldness and the candor to confess Christ publicly as your Savior and to bear solemn testimony to him as Lord, then Jesus Christ will confess you in the presence of his Father when he returns in the glory of his angels. That's what he told us. And that's an agreement he made with us. And what a wonderful promise. It's a fair agreement. In fact, when Jesus comes back again, every knee shall bow, the Bible says, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we need to confess from now uh, with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Otherwise, when Jesus comes back again, it will be too late at his appearance to confess him as Lord. To confess Jesus Lord aloud and solemnly and publicly is not a mere formality. It's not just a ritual. It is rather a conscious act of the will and of the mind. It is a decision of the heart. It is, an, it is acting on the word of God. It is a step of obedience. It is meeting the condition for salvation laid down in the Bible. It is conforming to a divine ordinance. It is believing and confessing that makes your infant baptism efficacious for salvation. Baptism alone will never get you into heaven. You can get baptized. You can go to church every Sunday and receive the communion regularly. And friend, do you know that you still can go to hell? I've had people tell me, Father, I haven't been the same person since the day I went forward and made a public commitment to Christ at your service. There's something about going up in front and publicly confessing Christ. The power of the Holy Spirit is released in that simple gesture of faith and obedience. Your words somehow germinate salvation power and miracle power. It's just really marvelous. A marvelous happening. Something occurs when you answer that altar call in a contrite and humble spirit. What looks like an insignificant act can make a world of difference to your walk with Jesus Christ. It was a simple move of walking to the pool of Siloam and washing off the clay that Jesus applied to, his, to the eyes of that blind man that resulted in his healing and the restoration of his sight. God could have healed, for example, Naaman the Syrian immediately if he wanted to. But God commanded him to step into the Jordan River seven times 
And it was his final obedience, dipping himself seven times in that river, that resulted in the healing of his leprosy. So a simple act, a few steps, a move that appears so insignificant and perhaps foolish is always honored by God. You have to do something, dear friend. If you just sit back in your church pew, you will wither away spiritually and die. Now you may be baptized, but in the eyes of God, you are as if you were not baptized until you exercise your faith in the person of Jesus Christ. In other words, you are just a catechumen. A catechumen is someone that's getting ready to be baptized. He's not in the church yet. You are not a believer unless you exercise faith. In fact, I like to, I like to quote to you uh, uh, from one of the church fathers, Saint Simeon the New Theologian. And I'm going to quote from him just to show to you that this is what I'm talking about is not only in the Bible, but it's also substantiated in the church fathers. Saint Simeon the New Theologian says in one of his writings, a catechumen is not only the unbeliever, but he is also the person who does not reflect the glory of the Lord in the unveiled countenance of his mind. Know ye not that as a catechumen you stand outside the threshold of the church, though in boldness of mind you take your stand along with those who pray in faith and purity, not conforming to the apostolic canon that says, let not a believer pray with a catechumen even in the home. Since you are a catechumen, how is it that you desire to teach? And you attempt to busy yourself with things you have neither seen nor heard, and you are so rash as to discourse concerning them as if you had knowledge of things divine. Now some people object and they say that altar calls are not orthodox. Well, let's take a look at that. They, they, many people come up and tell me, well, Father, we orthodox have only one altar call, and that's the call to communion. But I like to point out that the communion call is really the second altar call. And it cannot have any meaning. And it will produce no real benefits without the first altar call. As a matter of fact, it is very risky to respond to the communion call without having responded to the first altar call. You might even be in danger of receiving the body and blood of Jesus Christ unto damnation. And again, I want to turn to this uh, illustrious church father to point out what he says about, uh, about baptism. He says, let no one say, I have Christ from holy baptism. But let him learn that not all those who are baptized receive Christ in baptism, but only, and I use the original Greek word here, the veveopisti, in other words, only those who have the certainty and the assurance of faith.
So you see, uh, dear friend, that baptism isn't anything magic. It doesn't magically get you into heaven. This is why even in our Sunday schools, we need to think about this and to help our young people and the youngsters to make a conscious, deliberate decision for Christ. It isn't enough to give our young people religious knowledge. Religious education is no substitute for a personal decision to receive Jesus Christ as Savior. And to make our commitment to Christ publicly and out aloud is a necessary part in releasing the reality of rebirth and regeneration in our life. You know, the trouble is with many of us that we try to teach people in the church, uh, religion, teach people that have never been really regenerated in the Holy Spirit. And no one can grow before he's born. So unless you are born again in the Holy Spirit, then you cannot grow. And you can receive all the religious knowledge you can, and it won't do you any good. In fact, it can be very frustrating to teachers and to priests to teach people about God when they're not even regenerated in the Holy Spirit. This is the law of nature. It is true in the natural world, and it is true in the supernatural realm. No one can grow unless he's born first. You cannot break the law of nature and expect positive results. I don't know who you are out there, friend, but remember that you're not going to go to heaven on your baptismal certificate. You need an experience of Jesus Christ. You need to come out of that spiritual wilderness experience. You may be going to church, but there's an emptiness in your life. You really have not known Christ in a personal relationship. You might have money, you might have a nice home, you might have education, but your life lacks purpose and destiny. If you were to die right now, you have no certainty that you would be with Jesus in that divine glory at his right hand. You possibly live with a lot of religious ambiguity. That's, I, I like to call it that. There's so many people in the church today that live with religious ambiguity, religious uncertainty. Let me tell you, friend, that God loves you and cares for you. Jesus died and took your sins to the cross. He shed his blood to wash you of your sins and to give you forgiveness. He will heal your body and keep you always in divine health when you come into a living experience with him. Jesus will fill you with his Holy Spirit. We can't play games with religion. Dear friend, time is running out. I believe Jesus Christ is coming back soon. We're living in the end time, and your eternity could be at stake. Don't take any chances. 
But open your heart and turn to the Lord even now before the close of this program. Express your hunger for more of God. You know, God, it says there in the Bible, is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I'm asking you today, dear friend, open your heart and reach out to the Lord. Seek him. Confess to the Lord that you need more of him. Confess your dependence upon his Holy Spirit. Go to the Lord as an empty vessel. God is not looking for vessels of silver and gold. He's not looking for perfect people, but he's looking for you, a sinner. You go to the Lord just as you are with your burden of sin, with your burden of guilt, and take that burden and leave it at the feet of Jesus because Jesus died and took that sin and that guilt and that condemnation on Calvary's cross. He took Adam's curse. He became curse that you might receive all the blessings that were due to Jesus. Jesus took all the curse and all the condemnation that was due to you. And you in turn took all the blessings and the glory and the healing and the righteousness that was due to Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you just to yield to the Lord as we come to the close of the program today. Be sensitive to the Lord. Just show inner sensitivity to God's grace. And I'm sure that you're going to sense his presence. And you're going to sense the touch of the Lord Jesus Christ if you reach out for him. And I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes gently and think of Jesus. And I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. I'm going to lead you into a commitment to Jesus Christ. And I know you're going to get blessed by this. Just repeat after me, but with all of your heart, with sincerity and with honesty. Lord Jesus, I confess and I believe that you died for me a sinner. I believe you shed your blood on the cross to save me from hell and to bring me into heaven. I invite you to come into my heart and into my life as my personal savior. I surrender my life to you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's it. Just begin to praise the Lord and to thank him for his presence. Now we're running out of time. And I just want to thank you for being with me uh, on this program today and fellowshipping with me. I need to hear from you this week. If you have been blessed by this program, write to me today and share that blessing with me. It would encourage me and help me and send me an offering and be part of this outreach to bring the Orthodox people back to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. May God's blessings be with you. This is my desire and my prayer for you.
thank you for having joined Father Stefano in this new broadcast of Inspiration and Faith. We hope you will tune in again next week for another half hour of Orthodox Christian Renewal. This program is made possible by the free will offerings of the viewers. Your prayerful and financial support is vital to the continuance of this telecast.